Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Well, come along. We're looking at another chart from the past. Um, we don't know what it's going to be until it's revealed to us by the random pop blob which is quivering gently in the corner of the room to my left in its cage. Um, it has been moistened. It's in tip-top condition and ready to tell us. Does it emit a luminescent light? It's kind of got... Well, it's pink, as you know, like a blancmange pink. Yeah. And it's kind of... Yeah. It's got a glow to it, like a day glow pink almost. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so it does... When I've got the light off, it does kind of light the corner of the room. But only if it's been moistened. If it's, but yeah, once it's dry, you don't get the same effect. But mm. um, I love it. It seems to love me. Um, we've got a nice symbiotic relationship going on. And, of course, it does provide us with charts to, to it look does, at. It does, yeah. So, so it, um, it does a good job. It's good value. It was worth the outlay. Everyone. I'm still paying it off. But, um, you know, everyone is uh, yeah. happy with the situation. So, without further ado, let's go over to it and it tell us which chart it is that we're about to look at. There we go. Whoa, 1988. I will have just, I will have turned 16 the week before this chart uh, emerged. Um, so, you know, that absolute prime of me music fandom, I guess, is yeah. 16. Uh, I'd have just left school. Mm. So um, that'll have been nice. A what a summer. extended summer. Before, Before sixth form? Did Before, you go to sixth form at the end of that summer? I went to um, college. Yeah. College to do A-levels. I didn't particularly yeah. fancy. Well, my school didn't have a sixth yeah, form. Yeah, that, that so was like me. Fun. I went to a sixth form college. Yeah. Because you got it was more grown up, isn't it? You could smoke if you wanted to. Yeah, you and, called teachers uh, by their first name. Called, yeah. You didn't have to go into lessons if you couldn't be asked. No, you just chitted uh, about. We basically I, did. I actually responded to that extremely well. I was I, I performed much better in every sense at, at college than I had done at school. The, the I think I felt like... I I think that that kind of atmosphere, that liberal yeah. atmosphere, suited me. Mm-hmm. Whereas at school, where there was a lot of rules, I just was sort of annoyed all the time and couldn't mm. be bothered. 
I was the opposite. I did all right in my GCSEs, but then A-levels I just fannied about. The trouble yeah. was, though, my best mate had a car. And, oh. you know, when you've got a car in the mix, and we were also, the college was about a 10-minute drive away from the beach. Oh, and my God. And the arcades. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you just imagine the rest. Really hard to stay focused, yeah. Really tough. Um, so, but yeah, so that was July '88. So you're, you're a few years younger. You'll have been about. 13. I was thirteen. Yeah, I'd have been thirteen a few months before this. I remember it very vividly, though. I remember where I went on holiday this summer because some of the songs remind me of the holidays on. They they tend to, don't they? Like holidays, and at this being July, a lot of these songs. This was I was probably actually on holiday when this went out because this is just the start of the summer holidays usually around 20th of July isn't it yeah yeah it will have been yeah and um, I went on holiday to Portugal with my with my dad took me and my brothers to Portugal and then also my aunt came from Italy with my Italian cousins so we all met up and we all stayed together and me and my cousin Daniele we were younger like my brothers and my older cousins were all going out at the nightclub every night yeah. But me and me and my cousin Daniele, we were like thirteen, so we, we weren't deemed quite old enough to go out to the nightclub. So we really got quite resentful and felt that we were missing out on a lot mm. of the fun and the action and that we were being babied, right? Particularly mm. frustrating for me, because of course at home I lived in a lawless environment. You did, yeah. Um, it was martial law in my home. I never had a bedtime, I never had anyone monitoring really anything in an adult yeah. way which packet suited of, me just packet of fags for Christmas packet of fags for Christmas that kind of malarkey and that suited me just fine and I, I happen to think I didn't even exploit that you know considering how I could have gone off the rails I was, it wasn't that bad but what I really hated as a result was being in an environment even temporarily where anyone treated me like a child because to be honest I wasn't that used to it mm. and I was a bit like fuck this and so I was really fucked off we couldn't go up the disco. I was yeah. fucked off. I remember being really fucked off <laughs> that we weren't allowed alcohol, which I look back and laugh at because I was 13. <laughs> 13 right? yeah. and, um, but we're on holiday. Yeah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what? No fucking booze. Right? It was because like, I was with my dad and he wasn't, you know, he was sort of having to... He didn't. We didn't have an. Uh, we didn't have a kind of a power dynamic established between us, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the problem. And then my aunt, who was quite strict with my cousin, so basically, I think my dad just left my aunt to it, his sister to it, and was like, "Yes, you can manage those two. And she was like super strict, right? Mm. And so I had the aunt. So one day we all went to the, some bar on the beach, and we were all <laughs> we were all sitting. It was like my brothers my cousins and me and we're sitting on this bar on the beach can't remember what we were doing there and my brothers all went up and ordered beers for themselves right Mm -hmm. from like this little scrappy Portuguese this and that beach bar and I went to my cousin Daniele he went should we get a couple of cokes I went fuck that this geezer will probably look at this geezer he's alright this and that I said he'll serve us fucking beer because I I knew when you're on the continent no one gives a fuck right so I go up and I just go (laughs) proper like hello squire Get a couple of them lagers where we're nice and cold, quick as you like, chop, chop. And he's like, yeah, sure, English. There you go. Five percenters, please. And I'm like, see, I fucking told you, get that down your neck, right? My Italian cousin told you, it was like, fucking hell. It was probably only about, like, midday, right? So we had these beers, and then I went, fuck me. That was so easy. Do you know what I'm going to do? I said, give me all your money, 
I'm going to go up and I'm going to order a load more beers off him, but tell him not to take the caps off. And then <laughs> we'll we'll go home and we'll hide them in our room. And then when all those other cunts are up the disco and we're supposed to be going to bed, we can get pissed <laughs> up in our room. Yeah. Right? And he was Jeez. like, oh, okay. So we got together all the money we could and I went up back up to this and that and I'm like, give me a many bit, ego, like plonking loads of coins and shit on the counter. <laughs> Give us as many bears as that covers and don't fucking open them neither, right? And he put them in a bag. My brothers didn't really notice or they probably just found it amusing or whatever. But what happened was, eventually we went back to the house where we were all staying. We'd rented like a house, yeah? And uh, my, bro- my dad and my aunt we're out in the, like, you know, in the garden, sort of sunbathing, whatever. And we come back, we get out of the car, and I get out, and my brothers get out of the car, and then I get out of the car, and I'm holding a carrier bag, right, that's just clink, clinking. Clink, 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 clink <laughs> with the obvious <laughs> fucking sound of, yeah. of beer bottles, yeah? My dad's gone, what is that? What have you got in that bag? And everyone went quiet. And I just tried to style it. I was 13. I tried to style it out and just show and go, a few beers for later. <laughs> Which, I say I was trying to style out. The environment I was used to, if I'd come home to my mum, to my house where my mum lived, first of all, no one would have noticed if I'd had a carry yeah. bag of beers. But if my mum had asked, which she wouldn't have done, I would have said, there's some beers for me and my mates. And she would have gone, oh, all right. Like, <laughs> like maybe like, well, well, she, at the most she would have said, well, be careful. Don't make yourself sick. She would have said something like that. My dad wasn't used to this, right? He was like, what in the hell are you talking about? Who got in those beers? And all my brothers were like, well, it wasn't fucking us. And I went, I bought them myself. And he went, you bought a load of beers yourself? That is outrageous. Who do you think you are? So do you know what I did? I panicked. I wasn't used to being in the glare of this kind of, like, blowback, right? Yeah. So I shat myself, right? And I just fucking dropped the bag <gasps> of beers on the floor, no. right? They smashed. And I just turned around and I fucking pelted it out of the, out of the <laughs> house, back through the gates. And I said to my cousin, come on. And for some reason, he was in a panic as well because he was complicit. So he followed me and I just fucking disappeared up the road. Ran into the woods. I just ran away in Portugal. <laughs> ran away in Portugal. And the house was on like a dirt, dirt track. And, and I just way, fucking... Yeah. In a way, you're still running. <laughs> I am, yeah. I disappeared for the whole day. We got lost. It was boiling. Oh, it was like man. something... It was like being lost in the desert. We had no water. And my Fuck. cousin kept saying, maybe we should go back there. And I was like, no, we're not going back. But I really didn't have a plan at all. Like every kid yeah. who runs away, I didn't have a plan. I just couldn't face... I, was, I think I probably thought, maybe if I wait for long enough, it'll get night and it'll go yeah. to bed. And then I'll sneak back. Well, when I, well, in the end, I shat it and we were lost and we started to panic. So we got some direction. We managed to finally get our way back after hours and hours, dehydrated mm. and in a bit of a state. And I thought, hopefully, he'll have become so worried about where I was that he will, like, be relieved to see me mm. and he'll forget about all the telling off. He might even feel bad that the way that he reacted to the beer situation... See what I mean? Mm-hmm. He'll feel guilty. Mm-hmm. He'll have had time to think about it, and he'll think, "Oh my god, I made Sam run away and smash mm. his beers up." <laughs> Did he? Did he feel? No, bad? I came back, and he went even more ape shit at me. <laughs> <laughs> he 
Because you ran away as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went bonkers. I mean, I must admit, this none of this of really... This, this, this is like not a... I'm not criticising my dad here because, fuck me, if one of my kids had done either of those things, I'd be fucking fuming too. I think it was just that I wasn't used to being policed in such a way. Yeah, totally different I, environment. Yeah, of course. I was astonished. Yeah. I was astonished that I'd been reprimanded for the beers, and then I was astonished that I was reprimanded for running away. Well, oh, and I had the right amp for the rest of the holiday as well. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's your dad's fault for for breaking up the family in the first place. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, if you haven't fucked off, maybe I'd have some discipline and structure in my life uh, instead would, of being would, going around buying beers and running yeah, away into the woods in Portugal. Alcohol. Yeah, I've gone fucking feral, mate. That's the problem here. That might be a pretty good topic for um, listeners to to email us. Uh, times I ran away from home. Oh yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, I ran away many times, but that was one of them. Yeah, I wasn't a I big runner away. away. I never did it. I know it just seems pointless, didn't it? I mean, I, you know, I liked being at home. Yeah, I had all my laundry all, done. All, all I got nice my dinner there. cooked. Mm. It was just fucking brilliant. I mean, I had no cause mm. to run away. Not really. Although, so, some homes, though, aren't happy places. Some no, homes can be sad and make you want to run away. Maybe it's not a good topic for. No, yeah, don't, don't, don't get don't, we don't want anything too bleak if you did yeah. run away because it was dangerous in your home then I'm sorry about that yeah we well, hope you're okay now don't don't email but I hope you're alright now yeah well, maybe you're still on the run I don't know um, anyway this chart reminds me of that holiday so so that was um, yeah that was um, yeah with July 1988 um well, at this point, I think all we can do is to do the top 40 rundown. Yeah. And then begin assessing what, what lies before us. So uh, mm. here we go. Here's the chart. And uh, we've got a chart entry at number 40. It's Stephen Dante with I'm Too Scared. Don't be scared, Stephen. Don't be scared. A new entry at 39. He's back. It's shaky with Feel the Need in Me. Oh. <clears throat> new entry at 38, Alexander O'Neill and brackets, what can I say, close brackets, to make you love me. At number 37, dropping 12 places, it's a chap called Eric B and his pal, Rakim, with Follow the Leader. I've heard that Eric B keeps Rakim in a little matchbox. Don't know how true that is. Uh, I'd like to do that with you, mate. It's a fantasy of mine. Is it really? I'm not sure I like that. I've said too much. Let's move on. It implies some kind of power imbalance that I didn't know existed between us. I don't like it. <laughs> and at 36, the four tops with Reach Out, I'll Be There, brackets, 1988, close brackets. I think that's in the chart because it's on the soundtrack perhaps to Buster, but I'm not sure. Anyway. What is this, University Challenge all of a sudden? <laughs> At 35, it's Doctor In, and that's an in with no G, just an apostrophe, the American style. Disgusting. <laughs> Doctor In the TARDIS by Time Lords, former number one, of course. Standing still at number 34, Christ, he's going to be disappointed with that performance. It's Will Downing with In My Dreams. Down 10 places at 33, the Communards with There's More to Love. I know what kind of love they're singing about it, and I don't approve. Yeah, but, you know, it's 1988. We can come out and say it. They're talking about bum love. Um, down 10 at number 32, Hazel Dean with Maybe We Should Call It A Day. I believe that song is also very popular in the bum love clubs. 
well, she uh, should have called it a day some time ago, in my opinion, mate. But uh, I suppose it's a more of an Elkie Brooks man. Uh, 31. Um, it's Voyage Voyage, brackets, 1988, close brackets, by Desireless. That, for me, is the single of the decade. Um, <laughs> down nine places at number 30, Tipao, and I Will Be With You. At 29, a new entry for hugely problematic sex clown Prince with Glam Slam. No doubt another song about perversion. I haven't even heard it yet, but I'm prepared to ban this uh, <laughs> goblin pervert from this week's chart. Here we go. Prince, I ban thee. Well there done, we are. mate. Done. Um, number 28, uh, new entry. Yaz and the Plastic Population with The Only Way Is Up. I've heard the song, and I think it's shit. And I think the only It'll way for that one is down. The only way is down, for sure. Mark our words. Uh, 27 down 10 places. Maxi Priest with Wild World. Uh, something I don't like about this single, mate, is uh, you'll notice the cover is a CND sign. Something that I really dislike intensely. Um, uh, absolute absurd idea to disarm ourselves with nuclear weapons. The moment we do, trust me, we'll be reduced to dust by the bloody commies. Yeah, we've all got opinions about nuclear weapons, but, you know, keep them to yourself or whether you're in company which, which you can feel comfortable with. Don't go spraying it all over your record sleeve and putting it on the shelves of record shops. Lots of us happen to think that a nuclear war would be for the best. <laughs> for this bloody generation. Bloody it might country. teach them a thing or two. Down two places at number 26 is in excess of number terrorists apart. I'd like to see that Michael Hutchins in a nuclear situation. It would last five minutes. The man can't even be bothered doing up his shirt in the morning, so God exactly. knows how he'd, how he'd cope if they dropped a nuclear missile onto Australia. How are you supposed to deal with radiation poisoning when you've got your shirt off? <laughs> man needs a bloody haircut. Right, 25 up. Five places. It's all fired up. It's something that I'm feeling myself at the moment now, just thinking about Hutchins and the nuclear war and how pathetic it'd be. Uh, Pat Benatar. Uh, up 12 places at number 24, it's the Pogues and another great Irish tune, Fiesta. Number 23, down 13 places, it's tougher than the rest by the boss himself, Bruce Springsteen. He's not the boss of me. Uh, up 6 of 22, Ziggy Marley, son, of course, of Bobby Marley and his Melody Makers. Uh, I guess that's the staff from the music paper of the same name. They're up six places with tomorrow, people. Uh, yeah, the Marleys, great, great family, lovely guys. Uh, no Woman, No Cry, particular favourite of mine. Uh, so I very often listen, especially in the immediate aftermath of my divorce, mate. Really um, made things feel better. Yeah, get um, on with it. Up eight places from 29 to 21. Heat it up by the wee papa girl rappers, Scotland's finest rap outfit. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jalapeño. Ah, uh, straight in at number 20. It's S Express. Now, I think you know what they've done with the name of their group there. Uh, I'm yes. not going to repeat what I think it's supposed to be, but um, they're very close to a banning. If I hadn't already banned yeah. Prince, I'd be banning yeah. these idiots as well. They're almost um, asking for it. The, the tune is called Superfly Guy. I imagine that Superfly is the name of some kind of drug, but uh, it's there at number 20. That's all I'm saying. Let's just say uh, they can't book me to host the show if they're coming live into the studio. I simply won't be in the same vicinity as people like that, especially with some of the viruses that are flying around at the moment. Um, Down nine places from 19 to 10. In the air tonight, 1988 by Philly Collins. From 19 to 10? You've made a complete pig's ear of that. But that's probably because it's a divorce classic that we both hold very dear to our hearts. Yeah. His oh, wife, of course, ran away with a decorator. Disgusted. That's the greatest tragedy of all, the fact that she didn't run off with a pop star or someone of a higher social stature. She <laughs> ran off with a man of toil. Yes. Disgraced What's the me. matter with that? She downgraded. Pathetic. Mind you, almost any man would be a downgrade from Phil Collins, let's be honest. That's absolutely true. Um, down seven places at number 18, it's the Pasadenas with tribute. Brackets right on, brackets closed. <laughs> At number 17, it's Matt Bianco with Don't Blame It's On That Girl slash Whap Bam Boogie. Hmm. Sounds like um, a fun chap. Up 22 huge places to number 16, it's Kim Wilde with You Came. <laughs> Very good, Miss Wilde. Well, Very good well, indeed. I certainly did when I watched her latest video. I've said too much. I've uh, said too much. And talking of spaffing in your pants whilst watching a pop video at number 15 down seven places, it's Sabrina with Boy Summertime Love. Oh, and continuing with the same theme, down one place at number 14, it's Patsy Kensett and her group, Eighth Wonder, and I don't know what purpose they serve. They just fill in the space, which could be filled with more bigger pictures of Patsy Kensett. Uh, Their song's called Cross My Heart. Now, uh, you might be wondering how any one single man would be able to cope with those last three shantooses that we've covered. But here's, if anyone could, it would be this next guy, George Michael, the most macho man in pop with Monkey at number 13. 150% male is George Michael. And I'm sure he'd absolutely flay Michael Hutchins in an English-Australian fight. I'd love to I see that. What, I wouldn't mind George next to me when the Russians arrived with their nuclear warheads. He'd know exactly what to do. So they would. Down. No, up. Eight places at number 12. It's Def Leppard with Love Bites. I haven't had a Love Bite since I was about 17 or 20, maybe. I can't quite remember. I think uh, they were outlawed when Mrs. Thatcher took power, mate. Um, by the way, I want to say as well, George Michael would absolutely plough the likes of Sabrina and Kim Wilde into next month. Yep. Um, at 11. Literally fuck their brains out. 
that'd be they'd have brains spilling out of their bummer nostrils. Right at eleven, down from four, a couple of pubeless weirdos, bros, with I owe you nothing. Buy for my money back on that single I had to buy for my daughter, who won't talk to me now anyway. Down three places at number 10, UB40 have combined with Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders, and they're singing about breakfast and bed. <laughs> Continental style. At number nine... Does that mean from behind? I believe so, whilst eating a croissant. Uh, but, but down nine places... No, up nine places at number nine, it's Foolish Beat by Debbie Gibson. Oh, Bible pop. Hate it. Um, up one place at number eight, it's the Mac Band featuring the Mac Campbell Brothers. Or I guess a, a Scotch, and uh, roses are red. At number seven, down two places, it's the miserablest Tracy Chapman singing about her allegedly fast car. I'd like to oh. see it take on my Ford Hyundai. I'd like to see Tracy Chapman jump into a fast car and fuck off out of the chart. <laughs> Absolutely bloody miserable. Sour-faced old crone. Down three at number six. Here's This is a more fun song for everybody. It's the Fat Boys. They're called the Fat Boys because they're fat. And they're, they've teamed up with, get this, Chubby Checker. He's called Chubby Checker because he's chubby. And they're singing The Twist, brackets, yo, twist, close brackets. And a bit of a modern edge to it there, I think, mate. And good luck to them, too. Great fat humour. We all love up, that. Up ten places from 15 to five. Transvision Vamp with I Want Your Love. And I Want Yours, too. I don't know if you've seen that, Wendy James, but she really is an attractive and, and lovely girl. Yep, I'd love to fuck her brains out as well. That's um, kind of what I was getting at, yeah. Up 10 at number 4, Michael Jackson is singing about Dirty Diana. I don't know whether it's Princess Diana is singing about or another Diana, but... Uh, it ruddy bloody better not be, mate. Or, uh, or he can have me to answer to. Well, I think perhaps there's only one man on this planet other than Prince Charles who, who uh, Princess Diana is worthy of, and that is the King of Pop himself, Michael perhaps Jackson. So. Another singer who, like George Michael, is all man. Perhaps so. At number three, up three places, more misery pop. I don't want to talk about it by everything but a girl. I wish you wouldn't bloody talk about it either. Bloody moaning about it. I personally think it's sacrilege to ever cover a song previously sung sung by the Rodster. Yeah, I don't know. This must have been hyped into the charts illegally, I think, because there's no way that's the third most popular song in this land this week. But there you go. Still... At number two, not quite at the top yet. Uh, it's Salt mm, Pepper with Push It Slash Tramp. I slashed on a tramp once. Actually, no, I didn't. Forget I said that. <laughs> it was Christmas, though. Uh, at number one for uh, yet another week, I've lost track of how many times, how many weeks he's been there. It's Glenn Medeiros, the Greek, with Nothing's Gonna Change My Love for You. And there Awful. you have it. That's this week's top 40. A terrible end to an average chart. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, Glenn Medeiros, fucking hell. That Glenn Medeiros got... is, is in that school of number one hits mm. that somehow comes into the chart and has nothing to do with any other song. Like, it doesn't fit into any genre yeah. that is currently popular, but it just lands out of nowhere. 
And when you're watching Top of the Pops and it's charted and he's actually, and that, that song is being performed live in the studio, as a kid, you were fucking furious. Because Livid. for you, that's just a wasted slot. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's awful. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe the girls liked him. Because he was I a think good it was a, a Mums and a Nans song, wasn't it? Do you think it was? I don't know. Maybe was it not the teenage girls? Because he was a good-looking lad, and it was kind. It had a kind of Donny Osmond vibe, which was it was. Good... It was like the sort of. It was like it was like a Shirley Valentine type thing. It was. It was like a, a sexy waiter you met That's on what... a package holiday in fucking Sakinthos. Yeah. yeah, maybe he had a bit of that as well about it. But I, th- I think it. I think the girls at school were kind of into Glenn Medeiros briefly as well, but then, of course... The, Nothing's going to change my love for you. It's quite a nice song, actually, mate. <laughs> Do you think we should re- reassess it like we did yeah. with um, Begin the Begin? I don't yeah. think so. Do you know no. what, mate? I have to say, I do not regard this as an average chart. That's a disappointing number one. Mm. But push it at number two, and I don't want to talk about it at number three. Mm. D- Diana's a good song. I Want Your Love's a good song. Fast Car's a great song. Um, not so bothered about the others in the top ten. But then um, as you work back, Monkey by George Michael, I actually took the trouble of watching the video for that, plus a few other videos. You can yeah. probably guess which one. I've done some research. In preparation Ooh. for us recording this. Okay. And I sort of like George Michael, on that holiday I spoke of earlier in the episode, um, you know there's always like one cassette that got you through a whole holiday. Yeah. And for me, it was Faith by George Michael, which right. remains one of my all-time favourite albums, it's I have to say. Album, yeah. And it was one of those albums, it was such a huge hit, and every... Si- I think he released pretty much every song as a single. Yeah, there was six so or seven, I, wasn't there? Yeah. I looked at... I always thought that the album would come out around that time, but it didn't. It come out in the autumn of the previous year. So I mm. think this was like, by this stage, they were... It, it, it was almost like the least appropriate song for a single on the album. Yeah. And, but I think the record company at this stage were like, George, we're releasing Monkey. Cake milk And he's it. like, what are you fucking talking about? No, no, we're releasing Monkey because that's the only song that we haven't released yet as a single. <laughs> Uh, so I watched the video and it was certainly a thrown together video that reeked of we weren't quite planning this as a single but now we've done it so oh, we just right. had to it's... put together some live footage and a little bit yeah. of George dancing in a great 1988 outfit Andy which is <clears throat> black slacks mm-hmm. right tight white t-shirt right and here's the thing over that t-shirt connected to the slacks black braces over a t-shirt right you, can you visualise that? I'm going to have a quick look. Very 1988. And then on oh, top, whoa. he had a wide-brimmed oh, he yeah. had a wide brimmed hat. Oh, that's a good so look. So you'll see it's partly live and partly him just dancing yeah. around the photo studio, doing moves. I, I'm, I consider myself pretty familiar with the uh, dance repertoire of George Michael because yeah, yeah. I've you studied it and I've, I've tried to sort yeah. of like learn most of his moves over the you, years. You could probably go on Mastermind as his specialist subject. Yeah. Your specialist, your name, Sam Delaney. Your profession, Britain's best journalist. And your specialist subject, the dance moves of George Michael, 1982 through to 2018. No, 17. 16. 16. Yeah. <laughs> Two years after he died. Including his posthumous dances. Yeah. <laughs> um... But in this, he dances in a way that I've never seen him dance before. He was obviously experimenting mm. at this stage. Maybe he dancing like by a Michael Jackson. 
Would you say to the Terror Monkey would dance, or is that maybe that's it? I don't know what he was thinking. It's fine. It's just not very George, and actually, nor is the outfit either. So, anyway, uh, uh, still though, one of those albums that every song was were, was like it. There was no, there's no yeah. filler on that album, in my opinion. I was thinking it's like it's all killer. I think it's good that he's um, he's actually gone to the trouble to actually participate in the video because yeah. he was quite contrary, wasn't he? At times, yeah. And if he, Particularly if about being on camera because he was very insecure about his looks, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but he's yeah, he's given it some. I mean, that took him about an hour to record that bit of dancing for this video. It's yeah, nothing, and then they just padded it out with some live some footage nice and bang. He's done yeah, all right. He's got. He's, I don't know. And I'm off. I don't know. I'm off for a moussaka. I'm off. That'll I'm be definitely me, off. No, definitely not off down the gay club. I'm, I'm off for a moussaka, and then I'm up the the local bogs to see if I can get a wank off. <laughs> Next question. Off of a copper. Off of a copper. <laughs> no, I mean a WPC. <laughs> A very sexy WBC. Yeah, sorry for any misunderstanding there. I'm going to hang around in the ladies' toilets and get wanked off by WPC. After, but the Masaka that still stands. Oh, we've kind of run out of time, but I just want to quickly go back to Glenn Medeiros before mm. uh, we leave. And he became a star when he won a local radio talent contest in Hawaii. And it was picked up by a record executive who kind of went, I'm going to make you a star. Oh. Um, and, he, and he did. And Glamadiris has got two children, a son named Cord, as in a musical Cord, mm. and a daughter named Lyric. Fuck's sake. Now, if you didn't hit Glamadiris beforehand, there we go. There's the conclusion. Musicians piece of give their, na- their kids such daft names. It's, it's Cord embarrassing. and Lyric. Mate, and can sure I just... Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, feel free. I was just going to wrap up, and I know there's a risk in me bringing this up, but there's a particular artist and song in this chart that we'll probably devote a whole episode to, maybe in the next one or one after. All right. And as soon as I saw this chart, I thought, well, there's a real risk here that we'll just spend all our time talking about this. So we've done quite well not to. But obviously, Sabrina with boys, bracket (laughs) summertime love, is at number 15 in the chart. (laughs) I, I took the opportunity to watch her performance, her legendary performance on Top yep. of the Pops. Uh, it was not just as good as I remember, it was actually better. Yeah. Uh, I I came away from it thinking, she's, I think she's the sexiest woman to have ever been on Top of the Pops, which is quite some claim. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the video, mm-hmm. and then I researched more about her, because she's still going, and she's still super hot. She's a big television personality in Italy. Right. Away. And just one last fact: so we can go deeper into Sabrina, as it were, next time round. Her last hit was in 2010 when she released a duet of Blondie's "Call Me." Yeah. Do you know who the duet was with? I'm going to say uh, Totty. <laughs> no, it was with Sam Fox. Whoa! Go on. Can you imagine? And and I saw the video, and the video is just live footage of them performing really awkwardly. Yeah. Um, at a live show in Russia. And Jesus. it's in 2010. They both are still smoking. And oh, they're, saw, they're playing out a sort of very awkward kind of... Uh, I can't think of another phrase other than lesbian show <laughs> whilst performing <laughs> Call Me by Blondie. Uh, 
but their eyes, I don't think either of them, their, their hearts are in it. Are, yeah. uh, but it's fascinating and it's just a, a little heads up for what might be under further discussion next okay. time. It just goes to show what, what joy we can have when we do a little bit of research for these episodes. So yeah. I'll, I'll also watch them. Um, I think you should. Great. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back shortly with the remainder of this chart and um, a deep dive into Sabrina's career, probably. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 